Hey legends, welcome along to a new episode of Hellmouth Hotline. I'm your host, Rodney Stewart, and we're doing a little chat. Is that even proper England? We're doing a little chat. We're having a little chat in this episode about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, episode one in season three, entitled Anne. And uh, honestly, I still can't get my head around that this came out in way back in 1998. That just seems like yesterday to me. Anyway, let's get into the episode. So guys, welcome along to the show uh, in this episode. Uh, of course, at the end of season two of Buffy the Vampires there, she had the showdown with Angel, or, well, Angelus, I should say, and the Scooby gang managed to recurse him with his human soul, but too late to stop the demon Akafala, and uh, Buffy had to kill Angel at the end of the episode and basically send both him and Akafala back to hell, or the hell dimension that Angelus was trying to suck the earth into. So at the end of the episode and the season, uh, Buffy, after losing the love of her life, uh, having a major, major fallout with her mother, uh, decided to leave Sunnydale. As well as that, she was expelled from school as well. So she pretty much, in that last two-parter, she lost absolutely everything that she cared about. So in season three, we pick up, uh, you know, between the seasons of Buffy the Vampires there, it's, it always seems to be, you know, what they're picking up after like the summer holidays sort of thing. It's never school is starting again. You know, that's sort of like the way season two started. And indeed, that's where season three is starting again. But, you know, of course, Buffy is expelled she's not going to be in school even if she was there and you know there's two stories we're really following in this episode it's what what's happening to Buffy uh where she's at at this stage of her life and we're following separately the Scooby gang Giles and Willow and Xander and uh yes the most important well not important the most interesting for me story in this episode was indeed Buffy's story so Anne picks up uh, in Los Angeles that's where Buffy has gone to she's she's working at a little diner uh, under the the name Anne which we find out later in the episode is her middle name so she's she's running away she's got herself a job and uh, she's trying to survive on her own and she's basically you know she's in like a deep depression in this episode after everything that happened in season two and uh that's that's a fairly fairly strong episode uh i really did enjoy this one this was uh it was written and directed by josh whedon and uh absolutely fantastic let me see where I'm at my notes as usual I have gotten lost uh, in LA Buffy in the restaurant where she's working at she serves uh, a couple Lily and Ricky uh, 
they're living in the streets. There's there's a lot of that in this episode. You see a lot of the homeless, and uh, there's a few people that Buffy bumps into. Older people that keep saying, "I'm nobody, I'm nobody," uh, but this couple that she serves in the the diner, they've just got this matching set of tattoos. It's like yeah, the love heart. Only uh, Lily has half the heart on her arm, and Ricky has the other half of the heart on his arm and it's like you know we're going to be together forever young love you know and uh yes buffy kind of just leaves and it's just it's there's a dream sequence at the beginning of the episode that this encounter with these two reminds her of in the opening we see her standing on the beach and uh angel comes up and uh, puts his arms around her middle daytime so obviously Angel was a vampire he would have burst into flames if he had him on a beach in the middle of the daytime so straight off the bat you know it's a, a dream sequence and you know it's just this guilt is following Buffy about in a major way and you know and dream it's like you know I'm going to be here forever for you even you know i'm never going to leave you even if you kill me sort of thing so it's she's dreaming about a a perfect life with angel but at the same time even in the dream itself there's uh angels you know beating their reality into her of what happened uh you know it's all subjective at the end of the day you know you can pick up your own stuff out of these episodes and uh, you know a lot of people see the one episode and get a lot of different stuff out of it but uh, you know there was always that connection with Buffy and Angel even in season 2 when Angel became bad he did pop up in a few dreams as the good Angel kind of pointing her in the right direction so it's uh, it's on brand and uh Yes, when Buffy again meets Lily and Ricky and this tattoo, matching tattoo set and they're like, you know, we're going to be together forever, it just harkens back to that dream that she had of Angel and she kind of just gets out of the restaurant to, uh, you know, get away from the situation. Um, as Buffy's walking home that night, uh, a homeless woman, is, she's muttering that, I'm no one, that's the start of it. And later that evening, Lily, the girl from the, the restaurant, approaches Buffy and reveals she remembers her from Sunnydale and a time when she was known as Chanterelle. And that harkens back to a previous episode where we had like the, the, gosh, I'm, I'm really just blanking on the name of the episode now. It was the one where Buffy's childhood friend turned up and he was part of a cult that worshipped vampires well this girl Chantrell slash Lily was part of that cult that vampire worshipping cult and she remembers Buffy from that episode and Buffy was the sort of person that is there to help people so she Approaches Buffy in the street, uh, explains us all to her, and uh, 
as they're walking, a man bumps it through the two of them and he mutters, I'm no one, so that's like the second person that said that. As he walks out into the traffic, he nearly gets hit by a car, only to be saved by Buffy's quick response. And uh, she gets knocked down by the car herself after knocking him out of the way. But she's a slayer after all, you know, it's going to take a heck of a lot to hurt her, really put her down, you know, and like this accident wasn't enough to do that. So, you know, people are running out into the street to help her up and they're going to call an ambulance and whatnot. And she's like, you know, I'm just... And they go, and she like runs away off, and she bumps into this guy called Ken, who comments on the lost state that he sees her in, and he offers to befriend her, and you know, he gives her this leaflet to like uh, a hostel sort of a thing. But he's, you know, he sees her; she's in her uniform for the the diner, and he's like, "You, you can obviously look after yourself, but you know." Uh, financial stuff isn't the only thing that we offer, you know. It's you know he's, he's pushing it like a like a religious sort of a deal. But uh, Buffy takes the leaflet anyway, and she's like, "I'm fine," and walks off and leaves him. Um, next day, Lily again turns up to Buffy at the and the the diner this time and tells her that Ricky has disappeared, and she needs Buffy's help to try and find him. But Buffy is just like, you know, after everything that's happened or everything she's been through, she just wants to be left alone, live her life, just forget about everything. She just wants to do her job, go home, mope in her little uh, apartment at the end of the day. Uh, but she reluctantly agrees to help find him. And in the search, you know, they split up, they check the blood banks and whatnot. And, you know, Lily and Ricky went to this blood bank that... You know, you can you can donate blood, you get money for it, and uh, as Lily says, they've got good cookies. Um, they split up, and while they're searching, Buffy actually finds the body of an elderly homeless man with the tattoo on his arm, the exact tattoo that Ricky had. So Buffy reports the findings back to Lily, who doesn't believe the body could be Ricky's. Uh, but on the streets, you know, she runs out, uh, she just doesn't want to believe it. And on the street, she meets this guy, Ken, again, who claims to know Ricky. So she eagerly goes with him. And uh, Buffy then goes back to the, the blood bank they were in earlier and interrogates the blood bank worker who has been acting suspiciously and learns that the woman has been given. Ken, this guy Ken, she's been giving him the names of healthy homeless people who come and donate blood with them. Uh, meanwhile, Ken has prepared Lily for a cleansing, you know, that's almost again, it's like a, a cult, a religious cult set up, uh, which, you know, this cleansing entails stepping into a bath and the floor, it's got like this black liquid on it. Uh, Lily hesitates uh, because you know it does. It just looks like black oil uh, at the door. Buffy attempts to pass herself off as a sinner, wanting a new chance, but ends up kicking her way under the building just in time to see Lily getting dragged into the pool. Uh, Buffy and Ken wrestle, and they both fall in, uh, coming out blue under a huge factory. So like. Uh, 
when they fall into this pool of black stuff uh, it's actually a portal to another realm and on the other side uh, the the black oil is on the roof and they fall out from it and uh, it's a factory and uh, Ken's human mask falls off revealing them to be a demon Buffy and Lily are now amongst many other slave laborers of varying varying ages Varying? <laughs> They're all different ages. It just That doesn't sound right. Like, I'm sure I said varying properly, but it just doesn't sound right. I'm tired. Sorry, guy. Uh, Ken tells Buffy and Lily that they are in a hell dimension where time passes extremely quickly. 100 years there equals only one day in LA. Now, that's going to... That fact is going to play big into an upcoming episode. I'm not going to spoil it for you in this one. So, you know, if you haven't seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer before, you don't know where this is going. I do know where it's going uh, in a rough way. Like, I'm really, really going by memory at this point. Like, I'm, I'm watching the episodes before I do these podcasts, but I'm literally, you know, as far the next episode afterwards, you know, throughout season three, I'm really, really trying to remember where it goes to, but I do know for a fact that that time passing differently in one dimension than it does in the other plays big into an upcoming episode. Um, So, uh, they're in a hell dimension. This demon, this guy, Ken, who's a demon, uh, running some sort of a factory, and he's like, uh, you know, time passes very quickly here 100 years here equals only one day in Los Angeles so they're working in the factory that's a hell dimension in real life me now my full time job is in a factory and it's actually the other way about time goes so much slower in the factory than what it does outside the factory (laughs) it seems like I'm there forever I know where you're coming from guys it sucks um so this guy can, since he only picks people who are, you know, they're they're the homeless, and they're young, and they're strong, nobody's going to miss them. Uh, these guys, they'll be able to work themselves, used right up to old age, you know, as soon as they're heading for their deathbed. Essentially, they work them until they can get no more work out of them, and then they spit them back out of the hell dimension, and the Los Angeles again. So, you know... They'll do a lifetime's worth of work before anybody actually realizes that they're missing from LA. So, uh, yes, he tells this is where the I'm no one comes from as well. Because in this dimension, as soon as they get there, this guy Ken has got these demons going up to the new people and asking their names, and he's like, you know. Who are you? And somebody will say, I'm Dave. And the demon will kick a shit out of them and ask them the question again. Who are you? And they just learn quickly then that the answer is, I'm no one. So that's why throughout the episode leading up to this, Buffy was coming across old people in the streets that were just like, I'm no one. I'm no one. Just, they're completely broken. You know, they've, they've lived an entire life and they get free out of this hell dimension 
back into Los Angeles and then realize that, you know, my goodness, there's only like barely a day has passed here. I'm old, I'm just about to die. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a scary, scary concept. Um, so he tells Lily that Ricky remembered her even after he had forgotten his own name. Uh, Lily resigns herself to ending up in hell and accepting her fate passively. They can you wait very, very quickly breaks her spirits. This guy can he's he's a piece of bad piece of work. So uh yes, he just like you know, I knew Ricky. He was here and he remembered you his entire life until his mind started to go and he'd forgotten his own name. He was still asking for you. So this girl has gotten her heart broken completely and she's just like, No, I'm here this is this is it. There's nothing there's nothing else for me. But uh during the 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 asking of names, of course, you know, people are like, What's your name? They're answering with their name, getting the shit beat out of them until they say I'm no one, of course they get the buffet, she's here as well. And uh Who are you? And Buffy does this little sly grin and you see the change in her. You know, she's been rejecting the the slayer throughout this entire episode. She just wants to run away from her her commitments as the slayer. But in this moment she realizes okay, this is who I am. This kicks on my ass. So it's like, who are you? She grins. She's like, I'm Buffy, the vampire slayer. And she starts a massive fight with these demons. The choreography in this fight sequence in this episode is absolutely brilliant. Uh, it's it's so well done. And, you know, they, they intro for season three and on. You see, you'll see a lot of cuts from this episode on there. Uh... Anyway, uh, the fight happens and Buffy gets Lily to try and get some of the the prisoners out back up to the, the portal get them out of this hell dimension. But in doing that, uh, Lily gets captured by Ken who brings her in with a knife to her throat and she's like, uh, and there's a lot of prisoners still down there that actually don't get out. You know, not everybody gets saved in this episode. Uh, Buffy has been fighting like easily ten different guys at this point, and uh, Ken stops the fight by bringing Lily in with an after fruit, and he's like, you know, one fights back, everybody's going to die, sort of thing. You know, he's putting the uh, it on Buffy. You know, you don't. Totally line, this girl dies, and we'll take out a lot of other people as well. And uh, while he's doing this big speech, uh, Buffy stops fighting and he lets Lily go. And he comes out and he starts to, you know, looking, he's open this hate looking down on everybody. And he's like, you know, you'll do what you're told, or I'm gonna start killing people and whatnot. And Lily. You know, he thinks, you know, her spirit is completely broken at this point. You know, she can just stand there, sort of thing. But Lily steps forward and she pushes him off the ledge onto the concrete floor below. And then she leads 
the captain's back up through the, the pool as Buffy dispatches Ken. She kills him off at the end of the episode. Once all the humans are out of the, the demon dimension, the pool gateway closes. So as I say, there's quite a few humans that are you know, trapped in that hell dimension now. Uh, not getting out of it. So it's it was an interesting little tweak to the end of the story where, uh, you know, Buffy will do her best to save absolutely everybody that she can and usually she does. But this is the first episode where, you know, there's a few extras in the background of this episode that didn't get out at the end of it. But she does save as many people as she can, Lily included. And back at her apartment, Buffy packs her bag and she's ready to head back to Sunnydale. And she gives Lily the Anne badge identity, the uh, uniform for the diner. And she's like, I talked to the boss. He's okay, you know, he's a bit of a weirdo, but, you know, he's not that bad. And uh, the rent's paid up to the end of the month. And he gives, or Buffy gives Lily this uh, chance to survive on her own. But, you know, Lily's kind of like, you know, not good at taking care of myself. And Buffy reassures her, you know, it's hard, but it, it does get a little bit easier. And, uh, she heads back to Sunnydale and uh, you know I've talked a lot about the, the Buffy side of this episode and, you know with the the Scooby gang we have the the usual goings on in Sunnydale you know the, the Scoobies are trying to fight the vampires not doing a very good job of it they really do need Buffy's help to fight them uh, there's a bit of a but a comic relief between uh, Xander and Cordelia in this episode, like separately at the beginning of it. The two of them are back at school, haven't seen each other over the summer holiday. She's been away on a, like a cruise with her family, and Xander's just been doing his thing out helping, trying to kill vampires, getting their asses kicked. And uh, separately, the two of them are excited to see each other, but whenever they do meet for the first time in this episode, they naturally go back to the the fighting form of you know just been cold towards each other and it's not till later on in the episode where Xander decides to use Cordelia as bit for the vampires uh, just out of pure spite really but during the fight uh, this vampire wrestles Xander to the floor and Cordelia jumps on top of the vampire and doing that there drives the, the stake that Xander's holding into the vampire's heart and he bursts into ash and the two of them fall on top of each other and then they end up in this massive kiss sort of a deal so there's, there's a bit of comedy relief between those two uh, Willow is doing her best to be the slayer in this episode and uh, Oz is in the mix as well. Oz always has a good bit of comic relief in this episode as well. Uh, there's a fantastic part at the beginning of the episode where uh, they're fighting this vampire, not doing that well at all. Uh, the vampire retreats and he's running across the graveyard to get away. And uh, Oz steps up like superhero 
status and he has a stake in his hand and he's watching the vampire run away from him and he goes to throw the stake and he's like I'm going to take this vampire out at a long distance so he's like I'm just going to chuck this stake and I'm going to stake the vampire and he's going to explode but uh, the stake just bounces off a gravestone and he's like hmm that really doesn't work <laughs> and you know uh, his delivery on lines and the episodes is very good it's, it's dry and it's you know just that dry humour as Oz does it well and this, it's the series in general. Um, the only other two main characters that have any real screen time in it is, of course, uh, Buffy's mother, who is reeling from the what happened between her and Buffy in the previous episode, and of course Giles been the watcher, and he's doing his best to try and track Buffy down through uh, any contacts that he has throughout America and you know he's been flying out to different locations after getting you know rumoured stories about a girl tackling vampires this has to be Buffy but you know it's to no avail you know nothing has came of any of these adventures to try and find her and Xander does say you know he's Giles isn't going to find Buffy until she wants to be found and that is the case really in this episode uh, there's a a point where Giles and uh, Joyce Buffy's mother have a conversation and uh, this is really the first time that you know they've interacted a few times up to this point throughout the, the run of the season 1 and season 2 but this is the first time that Joyce knows the score as far as Buffy being the Slayer. And, uh, you know, he's trying to, Giles, he's trying to reassure Joyce that, you know, Buffy's one of the most strongest people that I've ever known. And I've got, I've got no doubt wherever she's at, she isn't in any trouble and we will find her sort of a thing. And don't blame yourself for anything. And or don't blame yourself or don't blame Buffy, you know, and Joyce is holding but the the last interaction they had was out of pure anger and they had you know, this massive argument and she's regretting it and whatnot and uh, when Jade says don't be blaming yourself, don't be blaming Buffy, she's like I don't I blame you sort of thing. So she kinda of froze it on to you know, again, out of anger and hurt, she kind of froze it on to Giles. You know, I blame you for everything that's happened to my family and my daughter and me and whatnot. And he's like, and Giles, you know, you, you're kind of expecting him to just take it. But, you know, he, he just looks at her and he's like, I didn't make Buffy what she is. And, you know, it's, it's a well-written episode. So that's kind of what happens and the Scooby gang side of the episode but at the very end of course uh, Buffy's left LA she's heading back to Sunnydale she gets uh, Lily set up with the identity of Anne uh, gets her set up with a job and a place to live and back in Sunnydale Joyce is at home she hears a knock at the door and 
she walks over answering it probably expecting it to be Giles or some of the Scoobies but that's actually Buffy and you know she opens the door Buffy's standing there they look at each other and there's no dialogue doesn't need to be said the choice just grabs Buffy and hugs her that's just uh, you know you're the parental response you're expecting right there you know you don't need to use words whenever you, a hug will tell the entire story for you so that's the end of the episode we'll close it out there that's a strong strong start to this episode and the demons again going by memory this gang of demons that was running this crazy factory in the hell dimension I do believe these guys turn up once or twice on the and spoilers if you don't know the the franchise at this point but there there's a spin-off series from this series coming up very soon and we're going to be doing that on this channel as well these guys turn up on it as well so I'm not going to say what the spin-off series is you know, obviously if you're listening to this podcast you already know but just for on the off chance we have got some new people that are new to Buffy the Vampire Slayer that don't know it's uh, these guys turn up again if memory serves anyway that's going to do it for this episode guys I hope you enjoyed it uh, please rate and review it and go gentle on me I am usually tired to the point of being at death's door the time I get a chance to sit down to record these episodes so they could be a heck of a lot better I do know that I'm self aware enough to know that I'm tired and suck most of the time so uh, rate and review share it along with your friends uh, get subscribed or follow whatever the term would be for a podcast and uh, I will talk to you in the next episode stay safe this has been a production of Coins Edge Media thank you so much for listening